Now I click the button. We are live, everyone. We're off to another great start. <laughs> off to another great start here on this highly professional show, Dojo University Live. What is Dojo University Live, you ask? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't care. Uh, but you should. Because what Dojo U Live is, it's basically a review show for when our students prepare the material of the week and uh, and they get some feedback on it. And we use a numerical scorecard. So, you know, I think, Beth, Beth how many weeks have you done it now? Are you out there? Uh, I don't know if Beth's out there or not, but uh, Beth has done it something like 30 something weeks in a row. So you can kind of see how you're trending and where you're improving. And, uh, you know, I think the numerical thing is kind of cool. So, uh, anyway, this week's mission is something along the lines of what you can see here. I can zoom in a little bit too. I think, can I? Yes, I can. Here we go. Learn the first and second parts of Alex C. McGregor, a famous GS McLennan tune. Uh, at least that's my understanding. Uh, study and focus on excellent embellishments and strong tonal quality. So we, we did talk about that a fair bit throughout the week today or this week at Dojo University, you know, talking about that, getting it better, workshopping it, making it happen. And then you see before Thursday, March 21st at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, that was yesterday, uh, record the first and second parts on the full pipes and submit your recording for feedback. And that's what everybody has done here and uh i don't know if i don't know if this tune is easier than meets the eye or if people were just on fire this week but my three three critiques that i just did under the wire um were all very good so i don't know were yours good this week or mine were very good this week uh the playing was very good uh and and that's interesting exciting. um i think it is a little on the easier side reels are are kind of easier i think people are less afraid of them um I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I think they are a little bit easier for, for people. People relax when they get to the real, and then they just play well. Yeah, I think that's right. I think reels, I, I think too, like, you know, people are, I think the reels are designed to be played at a high tempo, but for some reason people are better about not needing to go super way faster than they should. Like, I think a lot of people, the people I listened to all picked very appropriate tempos and they did a good job at that tempo, right? Yeah. Well, I can't wait because I challenged uh, Ken to go much slower than he wanted to. Um, and I promised him he'd get a better score. And so we'll see. You promised Ken he would get a better score? I to listen to Ken. Uh -oh. Well, I promised him a score, but I didn't score him. You scored him, so... There you go. So you made a promise. You made a promise. You like, what if I was really grumpy and and then I? Uh, I, I believe in Ken. That's why it works because I believe in Ken. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, some people are filing yeah. into the live stream. Things are happening. Uh, absolutely. So, shall we get started with the show? We, we shall, and we're not going to start with Ken quite yet. We're going to start with Stu, which was another. Good performance. So. I just I just want to point out going go. going back to the live the live view of Troy, New York. I just want to point out the weather was better on the cruise than uh, <laughs> than this was. This is a little bit rough. I don't know what is going on. Uh, but anyway, we are now ready for Stu. Here we go. The other thing is, 
is uh, this is very short snippet. So I think people are, were probably able to do a million uh, practice runs beforehand and like get it locked in and it's not that long. I think stamina becomes a big issue in some of the longer tunes too for people. So uh, I think that's something to take into consideration, but that was great. I mean, that was uh, one of the best performances I've heard from Stuart right off the bat. Yeah, it was re really enjoyable. You know, small, small little things, but uh, nothing, nothing serious there. You know, leading the metronome a little bit, getting off the, and uh, getting off the metronome a bit more in those ending phrases. Uh, small crossing noises and ending phrases, a couple of sync errors. Um, the sync errors were the doublings occasionally. The, the sync errors were the biggest issue for me. Really, really distracting. And I, I wonder. I don't know. I'm, I won't be. I won't insist on this, but I think, I think the grace note quality score should have been lower because there were so many sync errors. They're very small, but there's so many. Uh, it really becomes distracting. But with that said, I mean, the um, instrument, the tuning and tonal quality probably should have been higher. So, you know, it all work, usually works itself out. Um, really nice performance. Stuart, you're the man. Yeah. Stu out there? He's not even out there. He's probably sleeping in. He's going to watch this later. <laughs> well, either way, he's, he's golden for that. So, What's a captured decran? A captured decran. Oh, sorry. Uh, that'd be French for a screenshot. Terrible. Even your computer's French now. No, it's not even true. I'm, because video editing is being done on my computer. I'm on my backup. Oh. It's also known as my girlfriend's, which is why it's in French. Also known as le backup. <laughs> yes, le backup. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't think that really counts. Who's up next? All right. I'm, I'm dying to hear Ken, so we got to hear Ken next. Okay. All right, you ready? Here he comes. For the big reveal, here's the big reveal. I, I bet if Ken had done this at the speed he wanted to, it would have been ten points lower. Wow, that's harsh. Wow, that's harsh. No, because I, it works because I, I'm just trying to prove myself right. I told Ken he'd get ten points higher if he went ten beats a minute lower. Uh, than he wanted to. And uh, I, I think this proves the point, Ken, is really good. Um, still some things to work on, but that's the tempo to work at it, right? That's exciting. Um, yeah, Ruben, Ken, I love it. Uh, it's just, um, it's still a little bit on the uptight side, just as like how it, how it feels when I listen to it. Like I still want Ken to just sit back, relax and wait for the rhythms to come instead of like, kind of just always jumping ahead of the beat, just jumping ahead of the beat, just jumping ahead, you know, uh, throughout. So just even more chillaxed and, and um, just relax and hit those beats and 
I almost feel like maybe just like trying too hard psychologically, not necessarily physically, but just trying too hard on all these rhythms. And instead of trying hard, just, you know, there is no do or something. No, there is no try, only do something like that. <laughs> famous. Come on, we got to get our Yoda quotes right. Well, it's a famous, that's a famous American um, movie quote. Uh, yeah. But there you go. Uh, really nice. So scale navigation, pretty good. Rhythmic accuracy, good, but the, I already offered some thoughts there. Single grace notes, lots of synchronization errors. Um, maybe gets a bit better as he settles in, um, but not necessarily all gone either. So, um, and the sync errors are related to that jumpiness. You know, we just need to sit back and relax and play that stuff, play that funky music. Embellishment quality, good control on doublings. Uh, this, I mean, you get bonus in this tune, in this first two parts of the tune, especially because there's only a few embellishments and they're E doublings and F doublings. So, you know, if you get those right, you're going to get a great embellishment score, which is what Ken did. Dot cut quality, really, really good overall. There's some things that are not that good, like we have... Um, all really nice and then there's just a few outliers where there's like a short note that needs to be nicely cut that's just played quite long i'm um, just we haven't put the full thought in into it and worked out all the kinks but the overall approach to a light bass app is good and then the bagpipe quality was good just the chanter was really sharp relative to the drones the drones are really well tuned to each other and the overall quality of the instrument was good, but we had a couple of chokes and like, you know, little issues in the tonal quality side, probably all related to the fact that we didn't quite nail the tuning of our pipes. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Deborah says someday she'll be a member. You heard it here, folks. Deb, we'd love to have you. Come on in. Make that someday. Make today that someday. You know? Yeah. Um, Send me an email. We'll, we'll make it happen. Bum, bum, Signed up. Check it out. We'll show you around. John says, uh, join now. You might die soon. Uh, no, sorry. That's not what he said. He said, join now. Life is short. Technically is what he said. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I just I just translated it uh, in my head and came out wrong. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I love that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is also encouraging. Oh, that's good. Um, Roberta said she's been banned from Facebook, but if she hadn't been, she would encourage you as well, Deb. Um, but uh, that's the best thing. Like like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's like a famous business. Um, like speaker he speaks about like building businesses and stuff and like that's his famous line it's like so like what's the top advice you could give to an aspiring entrepreneur and it's always the same he's like here it is you're gonna die and that's his advice which is you got to get out there and do it because you're gonna be dead soon you know what i mean certainly in the grand scheme of things human beings have been around for thousands of years so the time we have on earth is minuscule. Might as well go for it. You know what I mean? I'm uh, operating on a lack of sleep here. Carl's like, I don't want to go there. No, uh, I'm just ignoring the internal chat. Um, so shall we continue on to, to Anders? Steve says, I enjoyed this. Now he's of to a room of fourth graders. And then I was going to say, Steve, I hope you're teaching them how to properly spell off. But then he corrected himself. Turns out it was just a typo. Um, Steve, glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Anders is up next. Yes, here we go.
love that. Um, he is really like really understanding what the sweet spot is all about. Like he's right up in the pocket there with how he set up his instrument and how he's blowing, which is really good. Um, there were a couple of distortion noises in that performance, especially at the beginning. Like maybe he was getting a feel for exactly like where the sweet spot should be or something as he was playing. Notice how uh, you might not have even noticed them. Uh, and if you did notice it, it was far from catastrophic. It's just a little overload on the chanter read. But like, guys, that's a good thing, right? As, particularly if you quickly make a nice adjustment, which he seemed to, like we didn't hear any more after the initial distortion sound. Um, but uh, that's exactly it. Uh, it's particularly because uh, this week we focused quite a bit on producing a good tonal quality. Um, you know, that's a great example. And he happened to tune, lock those pipes in tune really well also. Uh, with the exception of the high A, of course, which is noted, but good. Carl, run yeah, us I through it. I wonder if that tonal quality should be a little higher even. Um, it was really good. Yeah, I think, I think the bagpipe score, the bagpipe score could have been a smidge higher, I think. It could have been like an 80. Could have been. Right. Doesn't matter. Um, so I think the biggest issue here for me in the whole performance was just a illogical rushing to F doublings in the second part. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened there for, for Anders, but he was really focused on playing F doublings and they came super early That's in right. the second part for no real reason. The E doublings were fine, you know, maybe not perfect, but they were fine. And then we get to the second part and there's this like mental tick. Like the F doublings. if you sing this tune, if you sing, if you sing the second part of Alex C. McGregor, uh, would you sing it like this? But you wouldn't, right? Like if you sang it, it would be real. Like you, it would be much simpler than that. You know, it would go. And I don't even sing the F doublings, do I? They're not really that important musically. You can tell when you sing it, right? Now you could sing the F doublings, but you would sing them on the beat and nice and small, and it would be no big deal. Simple, right? Like when you sing it, it sounds so easy, right? Well, that's because at least musically speaking, it is really easy. Um, so we talked a lot this week about singing the tunes as well. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, I agree. Like jumping way early. The embellishments only... Embellishments are only cool and fancy if they don't disrupt the music, right? That's the big thing. So embellish and not detract. That's right. Yeah, it, they're not called debellishments, right? You don't want to become excellent at debellishments because we don't want to debellish the tune. We want to embellish the tune. I like that. I give myself a thousand points. For that uh, little play on words there. What's that? I said, I look frozen. Do you hear me still? You are frozen. I do hear you, but you're frozen. Yeah. That's interesting. I can't click on anything. You're frozen. You're frozen in a really like, in a really cool pose. It's true, but yeah, I'm totally locked out, so I'm gonna have to exit, and I'll be right back. Well, why don't you um, load up, load up the next one, load up the next one before you go and play it, and then I can't click on anything. Oh, okay. Can't even do that. Um, I'm locked out. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, come on, come on back whenever you're ready. I'll load in. I'll load in the next one. I am capable of doing it. It's just. It, it kind of looks tacky on the screen because you see all my files. All right. So let's do. Mm, 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 mm. John Holcomb. 
They told me your face would freeze that way if you cross your eyes. Don't cross your eyes, Carl. He did. I mean, in this, his face froze in a great spot here. This is good. All right, John Holcomb is coming up next. Uh, while Carl sorts out his stuff. Carl? I think he's gone, but it looks like he's still here. I, I think there's something bad going on over there. I hope it doesn't spread. I hope it's not contagious. Um, <clears throat> here, here comes John. Good. So um, I thought it was a really strong performance. I don't, in some weird way, uh, I think that I maybe am in a good mood today or something. Uh, but let's go through it. Some slight hole coverage issues, but they were slight. They weren't like super uh, problematic. Rhythmic accuracy, very nice with some slight earliness at times. Single grace note quality, size and synchronization errors, but overall, I like the quality of the grace notes. They're nice and crisp, and that made up for some of the grace notes that were too big. Like the D grace note to the short C is really big. Hey, Carl, what's up, man? Uh, and then, um, uh, and some of the G grace notes are really big, and then some of the grace notes inside the doublings are really big. So there you go. <clears throat> Um, but the overall attempt to be right, nice and crisp, I think was really effective there. Embellishment quality on the big side, but good control and things are on the beat, you know, but then the question is, do you consider tackums to be embellishments? Like technically they're not, but they have a lot. They're like a very, they're like kissing cousins to embellishments. Kind of, you know what I mean? A uh, little, uh, you know, little American turn of phrase there. I like that. Um, I, I like it. Other people might not like it. I don't really care. Um, okay. So, because um, if you consider tacums, then some the tacums were uh, out of sync grace notes and kind of sloppy in a lot of spots. But uh, just so be careful of that. Dot cut and quality and consistency. Very nice approach. Tonal quality. Overall, I like it. Um, that we had some very sharp notes on the chanter. Um, what was weird is like the E, like weird notes were totally locked in, but then low A was a bit sharp. C was like wicked sharp. B was, you know, B was kind of in between wicked sharp and kind of sharp, and it was just like a little bit sharp. Uh, but that's it. Getting good at that Boston accent. Um, not really. I just like saying wicked sharp. I like it though. It's so hard in the winter, like, you know, it's so hard in the winter to get your bagpipe to behave on a regular basis. It is. I mean, uh, John is a holdout. He's not on the Yori Chanter cap yet. Not on the tone protector. I think that would help him a lot. Um, you know, uh, it's helped me a lot. Like it's helped the band a lot that, that I'm working with locally too. You know, we would struggle so much in the winter to get the pipes going. Now it's really not that bad. So anyway, I uh, wholeheartedly endorse the tone protector for people enduring uh, cold, dry winters. Very good. All right. Yeah, I saw Yori came out with the drone protectors now too. So now I feel better talking about the fact that I made my own, though I made my own drone protectors because that's, that's what I was really interested in. And so, uh, so uh, I made my own, but I'm excited to see that he now has that as part of the line because um, now for the people playing Kane, like if it isn't broke, don't, I wouldn't try to fix it. 
but um, they have been very handy in keeping my cane alive over the winter. Although I will say that all my cane was destroyed over the Christmas break. So I didn't play my cane at all, you know, probably from mid-December through to after the new year because, you know, Christmas holiday, but also like James was sick and, and like, it just crazy. So cane definitely not happening. And what happened was my packets dried out. So, so I have two tips for people and it applies to your chanter reads too, but in, in a, in a North American winter, like Indiana or New York, Pacific Northwest, maybe, uh, doesn't, um, apply so much because it's, you know, there's a more steady level of humidity, but the packets dry out and they dry out faster than you think. So I, I've now, we've set a calendar event in the local band. So the first practice of every month, the band supplies new packets to everybody. And no matter what the state of your current packet, you just put the new one in once a month because they do dry out. And then when, especially for cane drone reads, the chanter read might not totally die out on you. Like it might not totally shrivel up and be kind of useless the next time you try to revive it. But cane definitely tends to be that way. When it totally dries out, the odds that you're going to be able to get it going again are pretty slim. Um, Cause like it, it, I don't know, it tends to get all misshapen. And then when it does get moisture back in it, like the tongue, the tongues don't seem quite right, but I digress. My point being, if you're in a really dry area, make sure you have a timer set to replace the packets. I'm not sure if it's a faux pas to say this or not, but you can get the packets on Amazon for a buck a piece. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. Like uh, I know Yori probably tries it. You know, I'm, I'm, I know that he sells like replacements. I don't know how much they cost on his site, but, but we just get like, we just get them in bulk. I think from the band gets them in bulk on Amazon. And then I don't know. There you go. It's the same thing they use in cigar thing or majigs. Exactly. All the cigar junkies in our band are like all excited. And, and like some guys are into re what's that? taking their packets and they're putting them in the cigar cases instead of their pipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they do dry out when it's super dry. So just beware. That, that's, that's the only like pitfall that I've come across is, is I, I, I was keeping my cane alive, but I lost it over the winter. So I'm going to have to start from scratch again here shortly. Uh, it looks like maybe I'd had a brief connection moment there on my Facebook live stream, but I think we're still alive. Anyway, John, really nice job. Let's keep it going. Carl, I think you're, I think you're frozen again. It's this French computer. Yeah, this French computer you have stinks. Yeah, it does. All right, well, listen to Sue. I'll be back. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going through this, Carl, but... Um, what I need to do is I need to drag this off, off the screen. It makes it less tacky. Okay, now I can grab the text. So here comes Sue's performance. Sue, has, um, Sue is a beginner. You know, I mean, she's, she's definitely becoming an intermediate pretty fast, but Sue hasn't been on the pipes all that long. So uh, this is another really nice performance. Let's have a listen. Okay, 
there you go. This is my score. I put this together, courtesy of me. Uh, nice job on this tough tune. Certainly, for a beginner-ish person who hasn't been on the pipes very long, this tune's quite challenging, and Sue did a really nice job with it. Um, Roberta said in the internal chat that uh, it's time to start thinking about a bass drone. I kind of agree, but at the same time, it's not something that you need to rush. I mean, you've got the pipes going and you've got one of the drones going, so you can practice probably probably the most difficult part of tuning, which is getting the drones and the chanter to you know be locked in tune with each other. So I would not, you know... It, I think a lot of us really want the bass drone because it makes the sound of the pipes a lot better. So yeah, if, you, if you're hungry for it, go for it. But if you're kind of like, nah, I don't know, maybe I'm busy focusing on other things. Like to me, that's okay. Sue, so you don't have to give in to Roberta's peer pressure if you don't want to, but you could. Um, the biggest issue with this performance is that there's a lot of crossing noises coming through right? The rest of it is really, really above par, below par, like good. Uh, rhythmic accuracy, pretty decent. Single grace note quality, pretty good. Embellishments, quite nice. Dot cut quality, quite nice. Tonal quality, certainly not bad considering you're new on the pipes and tuning is kind of the same way. We didn't really get the chanter locked in to the drone that well, but it's not far off. It's pretty darn close. So um, there you go. Roberta, you're, you're not always wrong. I'm back. Carl's back. Carl's back. Back again. Good job, Sue. Rocking it. Jim Roberts says, nice ALAPs and ASAPs. I agree. A ASAP is just, remember, they're just words that we use here at the dojo to describe a very important bagpiping technique, phenomenon. Right? So, you know, different people from different uh, learning zones might call it different things. We, I just, uh, we prefer it because it allows us to drill down into what's, what's really happening and how we make that musical and how it needs to be consistent across the board. Some people can play great ALAP ASAPs in a few spots and then totally overlook the fact that it needs to be consistent across the board, right? I think that's, a, that's the problem for me. That's the challenge. It's when, when people just call it like holding or expression, right? Like it kind of disguises the fact that it's not really either of those things. Instead, it's a process that we use um, to kind of help us simulate dynamics, but it's consistent. It, it's the same way every time. I don't think that's expression. If you do something exactly the same way every single time as like a fundamental technique, that, that contradicts the word expression to me. Expression to me might be becoming perfect at ALAP ASAP and then making a conscious choice to not do it in a way that makes the tune more interesting or better. Like that would, like to me, that's what expression means. It's what we're going to do. One, you know, it's what we're going to do once we've mastered the basics to really um, make the instrument an extension of ourselves, ourselves, ourselves. Bringing it back. Are we ready for another? How many more do we got? I'm I'm tired. I'm like I'm dangling by a thread here. Okay, Beth, you're up next. Have we been over this? Were we live on the air when we went over this? I was up late watching the Syracuse loss to Baylor. Oh, Carl's frozen again. Oh. Nope, I see his eyes moving. I see your eyes moving. I okay. No, I'm a, okay. All right, here comes that.
The finger work is really not that bad. The finger work is really not bad at all. It's really quite nice. The bagpipe sound is the bagpipe sound is really distracting though. Like, um, you know, and and so we we need to address that, make that better. But it's definitely um Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Carl. And and I've already talked with Beth. She sent me an email after this anyway. Um, and definitely having help her. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the really positive point here, and I think I was maybe even a little too stingy on the fingerwork scores um, because it was really well controlled. Um, and, and, yeah, it was nicely played. Um, it would have been really nice to hear it on a good bagpipe. Uh, yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Roberta. I mean, and and there's there's something funky like with the bass drone, which is maybe roaring a little bit, and um, yeah, there's a there's some issues with those pipes. There's just a very large like, there's just a a very large discrepancy between the chanter and the drones. So we need to address that. That's coming to the tuning clinic. So. So we'll get another go at it. We've heard her really nail it a few times. I think now it's just about like maybe figuring out some of the things that might cause it to get derailed. You know, like I have that problem. Like when I play chess, I like to sometimes play chess and um, I have that problem. Like I kind of understand the concepts of like a lot of the important chess things pretty well, but then I just have giant blunders in there that um, I think if I learn how to avoid those giant blunders, I could win a lot more games. So I think it's, I think it's a natural part of the learning process. My brother is much, much better than me at chess. And a big part of it is he doesn't have any of those blunders and it, he just sees it a lot, sees things a lot more clearly. So I have to figure out, I'm, I'm years behind. I'm never going to beat him. Probably. Maybe maybe before I die, I could have an interesting game. Oh, I think you officially froze again. Oh, yeah. He's frozen. He is frozen like the city, like the Troy City skyline. Let's see. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like Carl is locked and loaded. So, um, according to Carl, we had one more after Beth. Oh, I know who it must be. Roberta. I can load that in. I don't necessarily have easy access to Roberta's score. I'm assuming Carl was saving Roberta to last because she won the week. Let's see, though. Maybe it's because she lost the week. Let's see. Okay, so um, it was obviously really nice performance. Just so everyone knows, Carl has the score, so when he returns, he'll have to give us what he came up with. But um, just the exchange there in the first bar, and it repeats itself several times, that exchange, you're not comfortable with that exchange yet. Roberta. We got to get that going. I would start by taking the D grace note out, right? And just kind of take it out because what we need to do is get comfortable with the rhythm of it and how everything else is going to go. And, and you're so worried about that little D grace note thing there that you're sacrificing all sorts of other important musical devices to try to get that. Yeah, so so take it out. Take it out for a while and, and just get, you know, just get comfortable playing real nice music in that bar. 
And then, you know, we'll sneak it back in later, but we want to make sure we get all the nice music there. The other thing is you're definitely not good enough on the F doublings. I can hear that you're, I can hear that it's not your favorite thing to do. And you are sacrificing small degrees of musicality there in order to get the F doublings in. Right, in the second part. It's just a little bit awkward and we need to get that coming in there more smoothly. So yeah, and you're kind of rounding out the ending phrases because you're not that comfortable with the D grace note there either. So just cause you won the week, I don't want you to think you're like, like super hot stuff. I mean, gotta, gotta give you something to work on, you know? Well, there were some bagpipes that were close this week too. So. Yeah. People are cut, catching up to you, Roberta. Yeah. Gunning for you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Roberta. No, um, obviously it was a great performance. I just want, um, uh, I just wanted you to know a few things you could do to make it even better. Trying to fix all those things you mentioned. Uh, let me see. Scale navigation, small catches. Yeah, one of the catches was not small, but yeah, most of them were small. Um, there's like some phantomish type things going on as I recall, but I don't remember exactly where rhythmic accuracy, really nice sync with metronome kind of, except for those spots where you're clearly not as comfortable technically. And then you're kind of hedging on a lot of those rhythms and some of the ALAP ASAPs as well, but it's still definitely a four still really nice single grace note quality, some small sync er erosion. No, some small sync errors, grace note size on D and E and yeah, exactly. So Grace notey issues surrounding some of those tricky D grace notes. Embellishment quality. E half doublings, not hearing the two sounds. F doublings a bit too open, AKA just gotta practice those. I don't know if they're too open or if you're just trying to figure out how to get them in. And we need to go from, somehow, we need to go from figuring out how to get them in to having them be an organic embellishment kind of scenario not really nice groove for sure no question definitely a four but some dot cut quality and consistency issues surrounding spots where your technique isn't as comfortable uh by the way if you were to increase the tempo from here those spots where you're not as comfortable right now are they going to get better or worse if you were if you were to play this faster they would get worse right so we do need to address them because that's what we need to be able to do. Like eventually we need to be able to turn this reel up and tempo. So we do have to actually address these mean issues that uncle Andrew pointed out. Um, the tuning was outstanding. A okay. Really good. F slightly flat, but slightly flat on F. It's like one of those tuning issues that you can just pretend was a style choice and then you'll be fine. Um, I love that. Um, small movement between parts. Yeah, great work, great tuning here. A little movement and blowing pressure. Yep, Roberta knows that though. The quality of the instrument's outstanding. It's got a great sparkle to it. And if I'm not mistaken, you're on the Kane drone reads, right, Roberta? Yep. Um, yeah, so it's got a great sparkle and the high hand really resonates well with cane drone reads. And that's because cane drone reads have a very rich and well-balanced harmonic spectrum. And so we've got lots of really high uh, harmonics way up in our hearing range. Um, and they're actually really interesting because they're not like perfect, they're not actually perfectly in tune, the super high ones. Um, and and there's sort of like a bit of a chaos factor way up in the high harmonics of, the, of a cane read. Um, and it just sort of tingles 
it almost makes the it almost makes your fillings rattle even though i don't have any fillings because i have amazing teeth uh they, they're like a you know they don't my teeth don't look the best but i've never had a cavity they're very strong fluoride a lot of fluoride as a kid that's the key um but uh, if I had fillings, it would kind of rattle them a little bit because it's those high dog whistly harmonics that are just tingling up in the high end. And uh, to date, no synthetic reed has been able to achieve that. So you can get a really, really nice sound with synthetic reeds, but that little extra special tingly uh, phenomenon that you get with cane, um, it's worth it if you can tame them like Roberta has done here, lock everything in, make it super solid and stable. And then uh, you get a real, you get a real tone, a real tone boost. Those little extra, like those little extra factors there. Crap fingers, great sound. That sums it up, Roberta. Go ahead. T tell all the other people in the class that you have crap fingers. They're going to love that. No, no. I think they're actually pretty darn good with room for improvement, like most of us. There you go. It's good recordings this week. We were a little, little light on the recordings. I think some people were out there afraid or, or slacking. You know what it is? It's like um, Nevertheless. people are out there slacking, man. Like, oh, I had St. Patrick's Day last weekend, so that means I'm going to take some time off. No, F that. We might have to bleep that out later in the recording. But F that. You're back at it. You're working on your technique. It's part of your daily life. You don't go to the dentist and then be like, sweet, I don't have to brush my teeth for the next two weeks. You wouldn't do that, right? Brushing your teeth is part of your daily life. You brush your teeth... Eat, uh, this probably the same day, probably before you go to bed, the night after you get your teeth cleaned. Okay, fine. Take that night off if you want. Then you're back at it when you wake up in the morning, brushing those teeth, man. This has been a, this has turned into a dental episode, but like, you know, you brush your teeth every day, right? You work a little bit on your bagpiping every day, even if you had a parade yesterday. Okay. Slacker, lazy slacker butts. Yes. There you go. You do it like for me, uh, I'm so amount of recordings. people are looking at it the wrong way. For me, I'm so excited to be done with that boring St. Patrick's Day crap tunes. I'm so glad to be over with that, that I'm excited to get my pipes out the next day to play through the, uh, some of the stuff that I didn't get a chance to play during boring St. Patrick's Day. But I, that's exactly what it is, Carl. And it makes me mad. As John Holcomb so eloquently put earlier, you are going to die soon. <laughs> so don't, uh, so don't just like sit around and not play your pipes because you're tired from St. Patrick's Day. Cause yeah, poor you, you had to go, you know, play in a parade in front of tons of people in the first world. And then you get to go home and then you get to drink a whole bunch of beer and then you go home to a house that has electricity in it. You've got it pretty good. So you play your darn bagpipes the next day, even if you're tired. Uh, moral of the story. More recordings next week, if possible. And uh, I hate, we're looking forward to... I really resent. Great improvement this week, guys. Looking forward to three and four. They're a little bit more difficult. A little bit. I really uh, resent, um, I resent how nice you are. This one, just talking over while you're talking. I just resent how everything has to be so nice. Uh, all right. Shall we wrap this up, Andrew? Yeah. Well, thanks to the people who did recordings. You guys rock. The rest of you, you're in the doghouse till you get a recording up there, people. Seriously. Come on. I think people that don't submit recordings are smart enough not to come to the live class. <laughs> no, it's not entirely true. Um, you should come anyway, no matter what. But you should just submit too. Mm -hmm. There you go. 
There it is. I'm cycling through all my views. There we go. A little bit of picture of the Facebook chat there at the end. And that's it. I mean, we're signing off basically is where, is where this has gone to. It's been a great show. It's been a great, it went off the rails a little bit there for a few minutes at towards the end, but it's been a great show. I want to thank everybody for coming out and um, yeah. I think that's it. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to press the stop button. Ready? Three, two.